Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The acting space is often described as a playground for adults, and there is no show that benefits that description than Doctor Who. The series lets a bunch of grown-ups run around a spaceship on a make-believe planet, all the while being chased by a sweating six-foot stuntman bolted into a rubber suit, as well as a few tin cans armed with plungers. It's the ultimate playground, but while the show sounds like an absolute blast on paper, it's not always sunshine and rainbows for the actors who take part. Whether they had issues with the production crew they worked with, or they simply dislike how their episodes turned out, there have been a few actors in the show's history who have less than fond memories of the time they spent making it. With that in mind, I'm Will, this is Who Culture, and here are seven actors who hated being on Doctor Who. 7. Robert Glenister Robert Glenister's first appearance in Doctor Who was in 1984's The Caves of Androzani, the final story to feature Peter Davison as the fifth Doctor. It's generally regarded as one of Davison's best outings in the role, but Glenister, well, he doesn't exactly feel positive about the whole thing. The actor played a character called Salatine in the serial, but in an interview with the Radio Times, he revealed that it's one of his biggest regrets in his career. He stated that he feels, quote, appalled every time he recalls the role, and that he looked like a complete burk as his character. The weirdest thing about this is that Glenister recently appeared in an episode of Doctor Who alongside Jodie Whittaker, playing Thomas Edison in Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. So clearly, his experience with the Caves of Androzani didn't put him off Doctor Who altogether, but it's still strange that he'd want to revisit a show that, for the longest time, he thought of as a massive regret. 6. Tom Baker Right up front, we need to put a huge asterisk on this entry. Tom Baker absolutely loved the vast majority of the time he spent piloting the TARDIS, but he didn't love all of it. Towards the end of his seven-year tenure, which made him the longest-serving Doctor to date, the experience of making the show became less and less fulfilling for him, and in particular, Baker found his final season unbearable to work on. This feeling of frustration towards the show began to manifest when producer John Nathan Turner was put in charge in 1980. Baker and Nathan Turner did not get along whatsoever, and Baker strongly disagreed with a lot of his boss's creative decisions, from the look of the Doctor's outfit to the quality of the writing. In a surprisingly honest interview on the Doctor Who Season 12 Blu-ray set, Baker didn't hold back when it came to describing his relationship with Nathan Turner, flat out admitting that he didn't like anything the producer did. 
He managed somehow, how terrible, to diminish me. He made assumptions about how I should do things or what lines meant or how it should be shot, which diminished me, and I found that unbearable. He concluded by saying that eventually Nathan Turner's showrunning style wore him down so much that it pushed him towards the exit door. And sure enough, Baker regenerated at the end of Nathan Turner's first season in charge. But this wouldn't be the last negative experience Baker had on a Doctor Who set. In 2013, the actor had a cameo in the 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor, and while it was a joy to see him on screen, it apparently wasn't such a joy to film. In an interview on that same Blu-ray set, Baker said that Matt Smith was the only person who paid him any interest, and that he was, quote, a bit nettled by the treatment he received behind the scenes. 5. Lala Ward Just like Tom Baker, Lala Ward enjoyed working on Doctor Who, for the most part, only to have her experience soured by one particular time period. In this case, that would be the time period when she worked with Matthew Waterhouse. Ward, who joined the show in 1979 as Time Lord Romana, reportedly didn't like acting with Waterhouse, who was introduced as another Doctor's companion in 1980. In fact, Ward has been rather clear about her dislike of her co-star on several occasions. During the DVD commentary for the fourth Doctor story, Warrior's Gate, she refused to even talk about one of the scenes she had with Waterhouse because the mere thought of it wound her up so much. I think it's a question you shouldn't ask because I'm likely to set off such a stream of invective that it will all be bleeped to the point where we'll collapse. Then, in a making of documentary for the serial Full Circle, she went further, casually mentioning she wouldn't have minded if Adric had died by falling off a cliff. I think it would have been a wonderful idea if Adric could have, say, taken the plot over the edge of a cliff and never come back, but they didn't see it that way, so he stuck, like a burr. The funniest thing about all of this is that if you pay close enough attention to some of the scenes they have together, you can almost see Ward's contempt for Waterhouse bleeding through the screen. This particular TARDIS team was not happy families. 4. Peter Kay Comedian Peter Kay has only appeared in Doctor Who once, and unfortunately for him, his episode is one of the most hated 45 minutes in the history of the show. Love and Monsters was broadcast in 2006, the 10th episode of David Tennant's debut series. It's a Doctor light story that follows an ordinary British citizen, Elton Pope, a man who, along with a group of fellow fanatics, is determined to track down the Doctor. Over the years, the story has been bashed for its uninteresting characters, its tasteless sense of humour, and for Kay's performance as the villain Absorbalov. And it's not just the fans who have a distaste for the episode, Kay himself does too. In an interview with The Express, Kay revealed that the one main regret of his career is his Doctor Who role, with the actor not exactly providing a glowing assessment of his episode. I'm a big green lizard running around Cardiff, is that it? He also added that Love and Monsters is regarded by fans as the worst episode ever, and he clearly isn't too chuffed with the end result. And you know what? Neither are we, Pete. Neither are we. 3. Mary Tam Before Ramona regenerated and fans were introduced to the Lala Ward incarnation of the character, she was played by Mary Tam from 1978 to 1979. With just a single year under her belt, Tam had an incredibly short tenure on the show, and one of the driving reasons behind her swift departure was the fact that she detested the direction her character was going in. Tam had been assured that she wouldn't be playing a typical companion or a damsel in distress sort of role. While this was true for a while, Tam started to notice that Ramona was slowly devolving into more of an assistant role as the episodes went by, and eventually she grew sick and tired of playing that kind of character and decided to leave the show. 
They said she's going to be just as powerful as the Doctor. It did work for a while, but it was only a half-hour format and you've got to have somebody who's explaining what's going on to the audience. So inevitably, I ended up saying, Oh, what's that Doctor? Why Doctor? After 26 episodes, I thought, it's not going to go any further. I'd had enough by then, and I decided to leave after that one series. An old rumour stated that Tam had left the show because she was pregnant, but the actress has previously denied this story, claiming that John Nathan Turner simply made it up. 2. Carol Ann Ford As one of the original companions to William Hartnell's first Doctor, Carol Ann Ford has an important place in the history of the show. The actress played Susan Foreman for two years, starting with the first ever episode of Doctor Who in 1963, and leaving in 1964's The Dalek Invasion of Earth. However, from the moment she entered the Hooniverse, Ford found that this job wasn't going to be easy, and some of the creative decisions made about her character, along with the lasting impression that Doctor Who left on her public image, led her to believe that the show destroyed her career. For starters, she was hugely disappointed with the way that Susan was portrayed on screen. When she signed on, Ford was promised that the character would have telepathic powers, kick-ass combat moves, and the ability to fly the TARDIS, all of which never happened. She also hated Susan's, quote, horrible wardrobe, lamenting the fact that she was told to play her like an ordinary teenager. In an extremely candid interview with The Telegraph, Ford discussed these early struggles as well as her later ones. The actress found that making Doctor Who was repetitive and uninteresting, which influenced her decision to leave, but even when the show was in her rearview mirror, she struggled to escape its shadow, because people just saw her as Susan. While Ford is now appreciative of everything Doctor Who allowed her to do, and she greatly enjoyed the 2005 revival, she really wasn't too happy with the show, or her character, back in those early days of production. 1. Christopher Eccleston While David Tennant and Matt Smith are the most popular Doctors from the modern era of the show, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to flourish if it wasn't for the success of Christopher Eccleston's brief tenure. The amount of scepticism facing the 2005 revival of Doctor Who was insane, and yet it overcame the odds and brought the show back for a whole new generation to discover and enjoy. At the centre of it all, Eccleston's down-to-earth pally Doctor was a big reason why it worked. And yet, Eccleston doesn't look back at this time on the show through rose-tinted glasses. Glasses, not exactly shy about describing the turmoil that surrounded the production of his sole season, as well as his premature exit. During a 2018 chat with The Guardian, Eccleston said that Doctor Who almost destroyed his career, with the BBC supposedly putting him on their blacklist. This made it harder for him to find work in the UK, forcing him to head overseas. Then he told the Radio Times that making Doctor Who caused him personal and professional damage, and that it was an extremely stressful environment to work in. He also indicated that the primary reason for this stress was because he didn't get along with the showrunner Russell T. Davis or any of the other creative higher-ups. My relationship with my three immediate superiors, the showrunner, the producer, and the co-producer, broke down irreparably during the first block of filming, and it never recovered. Ever since 2005, there's been chatter that Eccleston just didn't enjoy making the show, and based on the actor's own words, it clearly wasn't a happy time in his life. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.